world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. This week on Parents Are Hard To Raise, Diane catches up on listener questions as well as some common issues facing clients in her private practice. Welcome to Parents Are Hard To Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Welcome. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while because we've had guests on. I hope you've all enjoyed the guests we've been having and um, that you've gained information that was helpful for you in dealing with your parents. Um, I certainly have. I think we've all learned a lot and I hope you've enjoyed them as much as I have. So I have some questions. Um, we're getting so many questions from people, and that's great. Please keep sending them in because your question, I'm sure, will help someone else as well. So I have a question from Sharon from Bakersfield, California. I fix my mom's pillbox every week, but she still doesn't take her medications right. Do you have any suggestions? Well, medication compliance is an issue that a lot of people deal with. Um, you know, our parents, they forget to take them. Maybe they, you know, they don't take them because of poor vision. They can't handle uh, the tabs on a, a bottle or even on those um, organizers or it's just too complicated. And believe it or not, statistics show that 125,000 older adults die each year from improper use of medication. So we do find that pill boxes are the most effective, but you know, you fill your mom's pill box, but they still have to be taken correctly. So, um, Herein lies the problem. I have one client this week where her, the children fill her pill boxes for two weeks, and she only takes morning and evening medication. And um, she has family visiting some of the days of the week, and some of the days, you know, she's on her own, and she forgets to take her medications. And they said to me, "Oh, you know, what can we do?" Well, um, what you know, she's she's basically pretty good but certain days she forgets so one of the things that I would suggest is you know if you can take that that sleeve that um, you know if the patient herself which she's um, well enough to do if she can just take the morning and evening you know um, you know on Sunday night for Monday and put it by her coffee because if that's the first thing she does is go get coffee in the morning she's going to see that a.m. you know pill sleeve there and to take her coffee we can try that and then I tell them keep that flap open for the morning so you know you took Monday mornings you took that medication and then what's the last thing you do you take that medication at night bring that 
by your bed, you know, or you brush your teeth, wherever you're going to see it to take it before you go to bed. And the same thing, leave that open. And then you can put that sleeve right back in the pillbox, but leave them open so you know you took your medications. There's a lot of... Um, pill packs, you know, that pharmacies deliver. They're offered by pharmacies. They're individual packages and they list their color. Some are color coded. Um, they list the date um, and the day and, you know, the time that you take the medication. And that's good, you know, for people who are concerned their parents weren't taking the right dosages, the right times, etc. So, you know, those are, are done properly. But I have had a client who has that because she wasn't taking her medications properly when they were laid out. She would forget to take them, etc. So now, you know, these are delivered and so you can just simply, usually they're like a month, um, these bags are all attached for the month and you, they're, they're perforated so you can take out, you know, off the morning, you take out the afternoon, etc. And so she'll do that for a little while and she'll be fine, you know, morning, uh, afternoon, evening, bedtime. But then sometimes out of nowhere, she'll forget that she took maybe the evening pills. And so then she'll just go into the month and just rip off some. And it, it, it's not the right time that she's taking. It's not the right dosage. And she doesn't, doesn't remember, you know, we'll say, well, you took, you took the wrong you took, why did you do that? You know, you took your, your evening meds and then you went into, you know, Wednesdays and took Wednesdays too. And you took the night ones too. Oh, I don't know. Why did I do that? So those are good, you know, if people just to have the dosages correct and they can remember, okay, yes, I take the morning and, and fine. Those work well. There's all kinds of reminders, you know, watches that remind you, you can set and all kinds of, um, medication reminders. I like the one, it's called uh, MedMinders John, and it just looks like a, a, a regular, you know, pillbox, seven day a week pillbox having the 28 compartments. And um, all you need for it is uh, electricity. It doesn't have, you don't need internet, you don't need Wi-Fi, any of that stuff. And what it does is it lights up when you know the 12 o'clock meds so it lights it up and it locks all the other days and and times so all you can do is take the proper one so you can't go into another day and say did I take that you know take the one and then go into another day and say oh, I don't remember and take that so that's a good feature for somebody who they just don't remember if they took it so you can also be notified by text if you're a family member. It can update you on the medication regimen, you know, that your, your mom or dad is taking them at the right time. I like the fact that it just kind of lights up and flashes so you take it. Because sometimes people don't hear those alarms. You know, there's some that have alarms, so people don't hear them. And if that cup, you know, that little cup isn't removed at a certain time, then you can decide, you know, there's different ways. They could call the patient, they can email you, they can email the patient, they can text the patient, or they can have an alarm that goes off. So the records are kept remotely, and again, you can have access to them. There's also other other ones that, um, you know, can remind you, uh, there's the e-pill 
med glider that one has alarms they have an, a, a four alarm timer so it really depends on your parents and what you think might work for them and what their problem is if it's just you know if if they're fine just trying to remember you know to take the medication in the morning and in the evening and if putting them in certain spots if that doesn't work maybe just alarms will work but if it's someone who's kind of confusing all the medications I like the one that locks in so they're not you know in and out of different things this e-pill uh, e med glider this is the one with the alarms and it has four a four alarm timer so it, it sets off a loud beep when you're supposed to take your medicine and it just resets automatically and this one has a display so if you forget to take medication it will display so that can help it'll flash and display and it just depends you know what your mom or dad um, might might need and you can decide you know what they might need you could try different ones a lot of uh, people now are using the pharmacy ones because that helps they don't have to worry about bottles etc and using the uh, even these pill you know containers your pharmacy probably would be happy to fill them as well so maybe you don't have to do that I know a lot of people you know have to maybe travel to their parents house to set up their medications you, if you don't use the baggies you know set up by the pharmacy they they would be happy probably to fill those as well and it really just depends I have people who say well I can call my mom I call her in the morning and tell her to take it but sometimes <laughs> you call your mom and you say mom take your medicine and then you're talking to her and your mom forgets to take it and that happens a lot too same thing with dinner you know and you'll find that they haven't taken their medication also I find that um, if you're setting up those pill bo bottles, you know, or the medication reminders, then don't kind of leave all the e extra pills around too because sometimes people then get confused. Even though they go into that, sometimes then they go, did I take it? And then they go into the cabinet and take, you know, they might take an additional pill, etc. So I really like the one that um, seven days a week has all the compartments and it, and you can't, take anything but the one that's flashing because it locks everything else and you might think ah oh, geez I don't know if you know my parent needs that but I think that's really good I know my mom she forgets to t she forgets to take stuff my dad they have to kind of remind each other and then sometimes they both forget another thing too like my mom called me today she said she went to the eye doctor and he ordered her this prescription you know and so she said to him which He's not going to know how much it costs, but of course they ask. She's like, well, how much does this, these, do these eye drops cost? And he said, well, really, I don't know. So she goes to the pharmacy, and the pharmacist says it's, it's eye drops for allergies. I guess her eyes are swollen, and the pharmacy says it's like $148 for this little bottle. And the pharmacy tells her that her prescription plan doesn't cover it. So, of course... My mom is like, well, I'm not going to get this filled. I'm not going to pay $148. So I say to her, well, mom, first of all, we can call and see. Maybe your prescription plan does pay for it. You know, how do you know? So these are things sometimes. So she already made that decision before we really know what it is. Maybe there's a generic, you know, something similar that her prescription plan does cover or is less expensive for her. So you have to kind of get the whole story from them because otherwise they may not be taken they may not get the right stuff filled and when we come back from the break more questions
I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. You're listening to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and on demand using the iHeartRadio app. And I want to thank our sponsor, Lipstick Bodyguard, for making this show possible. So please, people, support Lipstick Bodyguard. It's a great product because you do that, and here we go. They've supported us for so long. And it's a great product for you, your mom, your dad, your daughter, your son, your grandchildren. And I wanted to welcome our new listeners from British Columbia, from Burnaby, Victoria, and Surrey. From Israel, Ashdod, Nazareth, and Beersheba. And from California, Irvine, Modesto, and Palm Springs. Welcome. So great to have you as new listeners. And as a matter of fact, we have uh, an email, a question from Talia from Ashdod, Israel. What do you find are the most common complaints that we as children caring for our parents feel? I have so many emotions, and I worry that I shouldn't feel sometimes the way I do. I think I think the the number one um, thing I hear over and over again, you know, we as children, we're not not being able to fix what's wrong. Uh, that's that's one of our um, common complaints, common ways we feel also guilt there's just conflict and guilt you know you want to help you want to be there for them but then 
you you want your own life and then you feel guilty because you want your own life um I was out to dinner with a friend the other day and her parents um, have been gone probably for about 10 years. And so you think, you know, she isn't thinking about any any decisions that were made, you know, it's 10 years ago. And I was talking to her, you know, and she was asking me how my parents are. And I said, oh, no, they're great, you know. And, um, you know, I said, oh, I just wish, you know, they were closer to me because, you know, that would make it easier for them, for me. And she said, you know, um, you know, with my mom and dad, we moved them because my sister and I, we were constantly traveling to their house, you know, and, and trying to do things for them. And I was never home, you know, at night, weekends, we both, you know, I worked, etc. She said, and then we finally, my sister, um, built an area I guess uh suite for her parents you know she said and we moved them there and she said it was so much easier because you know they were right in my sister's home and she said after my you know dad died you know my mom was saying to me that oh I I just wanted to stay home She said, and I felt terrible, she said, you know, and I'm thinking, and I said to her at the time, but you are so fortunate that you have a daughter who, you know, did this for you, who who made you this suite of rooms and, and moved you in and takes care of you. And, you know, she said, and I, it never hit me at that time that she just wanted to stay home. She said, and I feel so guilty. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, the decisions that you make, you know, you make it the time and you have to believe that they're the right decisions because at at this, you know, at that particular time I said to her in your life, that was the decision that you all made and you included your mom and dad in it. And, you know, maybe after, you know, your mom, after she did it and, you know, things happened and your dad died, you know, she might've thought, geez, I just wanted to stay home. Or maybe she felt that way all along, but didn't voice it, you know, but you you make the decisions you do at the time with the information you have, with the availability and how things are going to work and how you think they're going to work for everybody involved. And, you know, and I said to her, you, you, you did the right thing. My gosh, you know, you, your, your sister and you, you took care of your parents. You know, there's some people who wouldn't do that. And your parents were very lucky that your sister took them into her home. So you, you can't feel guilty. My gosh, and I felt terrible that 10 years later, she feels this way. So, you know, this is a tough, this is tough for us because, you're thrown into a job, you know, sometimes you have no training, you're, you're thrown into something that you know nothing about. And this sometimes becomes a part time job, a full time job. And you know what, it sometimes you feel there's no way out, or it's never going to end. And sometimes it, it, it can go on for years, you know, our parents are living longer. So this is all new, you know, it's not new, but it is new to all of us. So you, I trust you make the best decisions you can. And you're listening to me, and I'm sure you get information from so many sources, so many resources, and you try to do the best you can at, with the information that you have. So, um, you know, that's that's what you can do. I mean, you're doing the best you can. And sometimes, you know... Uh, 
one thing that a lot of people say is they don't feel appreciated. And I think sometimes like we do, we don't always tell people how much we appreciate them or what, or sometimes what they do for us. We don't always say it and we think, ah, they know, you know, they know we feel that way. And you know what? Sometimes our parents may think that too, you know, or sometimes maybe our parents aren't capable to tell us that, you know, but they do appreciate you. You know, so I think those are the most common things, and we all feel the same way. And just remember, you're you're doing this, and you know, you're the you're it, it's your parent, and you're doing the best you can, and you're trying, and that's the most important thing. And now I have another email, totally different kind of email. This is from Michelle from Stratford, New Jersey. Can a parent live in an assisted living facility if they are wheelchair bound? Well, now remember, nursing homes are mandated um, and governed, you know, by federal regulations, but assisted living facilities, they operate under state laws, which do vary. So there's a lot of cases popping up now, and I think uh, there were several, even in New York State, where... um, there's cases where assisted livings are discriminating against people with disabilities or some saying that wheelchairs aren't permitted. So, um, you know, in an assisted living, a lot of them have, you know, apartments where they encourage independence and some say that, you know, you have to be mobile, that um, you you can't be in a wheelchair. Um, then they have nursing homes that may be attached to the memory care facilities. Um, so some say, you know, that they cannot accommodate a wheelchair-bound person. I think it's uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, they require residents to be ambulatory. But like Kentucky will allow admission if you use a walker, you use a wheelchair. Some states say you have to be able to evacuate by yourself, so that would mean, in other words, no wheelchair. Some assisted living say... um, a wheelchair is not prohibited, but the person has to be able to transfer from a bed to a chair um, to their wheelchair, and they can can do that with the assistance of one person. But if you need two people to assist you, then um, you can't be in the assisted living. Or if you uh, are not weight-bearing, because that would then exceed their licensure, and then they wouldn't be licensed as an assisted living, etc. You know, so they're all worried about, you know, if something happens. Uh, you know, there's, when you have assisted living facilities, and then they have the nursing homes, you know, um, there's a lot of, I know, um, just off the top of my head, two couples, you know, that I had dealt with where they went into an assisted living together, but then one, one, um, one of them maybe needed a wheelchair or became bedbound and they could not stay in that apartment anymore. So they had to be separated. So one had to go to the nursing home and live and one lived in the f- assisted living facility. So you really have to be, um, careful, you know, do all your research when you are looking into the assisted living facilities. And even if your mom and dad, they go into an assisted living facility and maybe one is using a rolling walker, one's using a cane, or maybe they're both fine walking. But you want to ask that question, what happens later on? You know, what happens if one of them needs a wheelchair? What happens if one becomes bedbound? Can they stay together? You know, that's, those are questions that you want to raise. 
Very interesting article I was reading the other day. Can Yelp help you find the right nursing home? So, you know, researchers are looking at the ratings that the federal government does on that nursing home compare website. That's the federal government website about nursing homes. And they have, you know, a rating system up to five stars. So after 20 years and all this money to create it, it's really just become a marketing tool. It's kind of faulty because what happened is this nursing home compare debuted in, I think it was 1998. And then in 2009, they added this rating system after a senator complained at a congressional hearing that it was easier to shop for a washing machine than a nursing home. So they came up with this five-star rating. So on their site, you'll find, you know, they have hours of staff time uh, per resident, you know, per day, deficiencies during their most recent inspection. And Medicare requires that they are inspected every 12 to 15 months. And then, you know, how many residents have bed sores, etc. Now, they have two other categories. They have a staffing category and a quality measure category. But those categories, the information is reported by the nursing home themselves. So, of course, the results, you know, are manipulated, could be manipulated, could be not trustworthy. Um, so let's say even if these star ratings are accurate, there's nothing saying how the residents feel or how the family feels about the facility. This is the most important part. This is what I think, oh my, this is, you know, this is what we want to know. You know, the most well-intentioned improvement efforts fail because they, you know, we don't consider the needs, the preferences, and the insights of who? The patients and their families, the clients. So we have all these systems and processes, but we're not thinking of the end user. We don't see it from their perspective. So that's why we have all these things that are designed without the patient in mind that don't help. So... These nursing home compare has no consumer feedback, of course. Why? Well, it's expensive. <laughs> That's what the government says, of course. It's expensive to, you know, find out, to get all this information from patients and families. So now Yelp got together with ProPublica, and they are now giving you more information. So if you take the information from Yelp and Nursing Home Compare and Yelp joined ProPublica and they made this other tool, Nursing Home Inspect. So if you kind of gather all this information, but then you still have to do what we always said. You have to be the expert. You have to be the investigator. You have to visit the places. You have to talk to the patients. You have to go numerous times, get talk to family and friends. You still have to do that no matter what any website says. So remember... The very best conversations happen at parentsarehardtoraise.org. I hope this episode gave you some insight. And please, please send your emails to us because whatever you're asking can definitely help someone else. We're all starving for community and connection. So please join us. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or iHeartRadio. And I'd be so grateful if you'd share this episode with your family and friends. Episode 62. 
Parents Are Hard to Raise is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York, under license of Broadcast Music Incorporated. And I want to thank our New York producer, Joshua Green, our broadcast engineer, Well Gambino, and from our London studios, our melodious voice of Dolly D, our announcer. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to reading your comments and can't wait till we meet up again on the next episode of Parents Are Hard to Raise. Till then, may you forget everything you don't want to remember and remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.